It's a niece of the shade. They was dying by my calling. Now they peeping away. Okay, so on today's episode of Pretty and Profitable, I'm going to dive into the principle because, you know, we're going to be introducing all of the um, profitable Proverbs principles. So today we're going to talk about plan and prepares. And I wanted to introduce you, first of all, to an amazing woman. She's my mentor. Um, and I think that she embodies these two principles. So I want to introduce you to Dana Christian. Uh, hey, Dana. Hey, <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I was so happy to bring Dana, you guys, because um, I always talk about mentors and, and how important they have been. But Dana has been, I would say, uh, a mentor turned friend. Now, you, all mentors don't become <laughs> friends. Right. But um, she has been a, a huge asset to my life in general. So um, I wanted to highlight her excellence. Um, so I consider her a commander in her space. She is a, a woman that is a driving force in the investment, uh, real estate investment and so many other things. She's a grandmother. She's a mom. She's a wife. But I want her to tell her, I mean, to talk about herself. So go ahead. Hey, Nisa. <laughs> Um, I like to consider myself a real estate investor. We're now a developer because yes. I'm developing my first property. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, so we're breaking ground tomorrow on that. Nice. So I'm excited about that. Okay. Um, but I'm just, I'm Dana. Like, I don't like titles. Yeah. You know, I'm just Dana from the hood, as they yes. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but, yeah, you say you just Dana, <laughs> right? But she, and I, and I really feel like sometimes people don't even understand the the depth of what you bring to people. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really hard, I would say, to find. So I, I feel very um, fortunate to have a mentor that was authentic, that was transparent. Um, it's really hard to find that in, the, in these spaces now. Um, and I remember, actually, I'm going to talk about <laughs> how... Let me tell you how you have to value people, because I remember I had booked a like a one-on-one -on -one or something just mm -hmm. because I was like I just want you to look at my credit and tell mm -hmm. me and Dana was like well I mean you got to do this and that why don't you just join the mentorship and I was like to pay her no five thousand dollars <laughs> like you know and I remember it was something that I saw online I think you were live with someone mm -hmm. and you were talking about your story mm -hmm. you were talking about being a mom of um being a teenage mom and having to buy one size diapers, like mm -hmm. have one, one was too big for one and one was too mm -hmm. small. Like you were just telling the story. And from there I realized and I connected with um, Dana's story. And I always tell you that, that people mm -hmm. really need to know who you are and know mm -hmm. where you came from, the tenacity, your drive, because that was the reason why I gave you my money. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I need a woman like this, someone that, and you know, someone that's been through a lot. And I feel like people that, um, have definitely had a hard life at the beginning and have uh, jumped into entrepreneurship. Um, you jumped into entrepreneurship while you were still working. Right. And I think that that makes a better entrepreneur mm -hmm. because you're getting like the systems from work mm -hmm. and you're like leveraging your job and you're starting entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So to have someone that has um, both sides, didn't really have, you know, anything given to her, I think that makes an awesome mentor because she's extremely strategic. Mm -hmm. So that is, um, so I just wanted to say that, but, um, you know, something that I didn't realize that I was an entrepreneur mm -hmm. for years later. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I just always looked at it as I needed extra money. Mm -hmm. I needed extra money. And I tried that working three jobs, working 12 hours 
And it really took away from me. Yeah. So I figure if I create a business, invest in real estate, it's not going to take a lot of my time. So I never considered myself an entrepreneur to like probably 16 years later. That's crazy because yeah. you were do- Dana was doing taxes while she was working Thinking at the post, post office. Yes. And I never considered myself an entrepreneur. I just needed extra money. Right. Yeah. But I think that that like you and oh, my God, can you please tell the story? I didn't even get to the questions okay. yet. But I remember when we were in Detroit, you were talking about um, <laughs> you were talking about when you bought uh, when when Tony bought you that Mercedes. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, look, entrepreneur back then. Right. So I was so I was working at the post office, which was crazy. I was working 12 hours, seven days a week. Yes, right. Yes. And my husband used to sell DVDs. Mm-hmm. So I would bring them to work Well, CDs. Yeah. I would bring them to work and people will buy them. Mm-hmm. And on a pay week. $1,000 easy. A off pay week, probably about $400. Okay. <clears throat> so, not to drive a geo prism. Because, mm-hmm. like, all I need is the car, give me back and forth. Give me back and forth to work. So, my husband hated the car. So, he was yeah. like, well, what car do you want? So, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. So, I saw the um, Mercedes ML3, I think mm-hmm. it was 320, something like that yeah. back then. So, I was like, I saw that, I like that car. Yeah. So, of course, he went and found me one. I got the funding. Right through my credit union, mm-hmm. but he brought the vehicle to the job um, when I got off of work with a big red bow on it. So when you was getting off of work, it was this big elevator. So the whole park, the whole building saw, saw the, the saw the saw the car. The next week, I come with my little DVDs. <laughs> Nobody bought. Maybe we sold maybe four, made twenty dollars. So people was like, I know I bought an armrest in that vehicle. Right. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> the payment is only two twenty. Right, because I have every good two credit. weeks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're seriously yes. thinking that and the crazy thing was even though I was making all that money from selling the DVDs, I was giving it straight to my husband. Yeah. Cause that was his hustle. Yeah. But yeah, but people, they don't like to think that. They help you, the money that they invested, right, that it helped you. They don't like that. And really, they bought a DVD. Yeah. And I always tell people, even with the mentorship, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you're not investing in me, you're investing in yourself. Yes. Right? So, it's hard for people to see that. But one of the things that made me, I remember, um, because my great grandmother bought a duplex um, by USC. Mm -hmm. She's passed away now, but she passed it down to my grandmother. Um, and it's worth like a million dollars or whatever. But I remember them talking about one time to never show up to your property in your real car. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand. Like, I'm like, once you make money, mm-hmm. you want to be. But there is like a reason for that. Yeah. Like, let me just let me just right. sidebar. <laughs> let me just sidebar Atlanta. Let me tell you, I heard about Atlanta. I'm from L.A. Mm-hmm. But I, when I got a rental car, I was like, I'm not about to get no nice car. I'm in a Corolla mm-hmm. driving around in Atlanta right mm-hmm. now because um, I don't want nobody busting out my windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's like a real thing. Like, it's something you have to think about. I think that when you really, truly are um, focused on, like, just building wealth, mm-hmm. your mind shifts from, like, showing to just diving yeah. deeper. Yeah, You know, diving deeper into, like, creating more currency, more flow of your yeah. money rather than just showing it. But you know what I think a problem is in our community? People associate wealth with things. With material things, Right, yeah. so if you don't have on a nice watch mm-hmm. or have a designer pocketbook mm-hmm. or even drive a nice car, they assume that 
you're not making money. So if you, you know, if you plan on being an educator, mm -hmm. then sometimes you have to show that you stuff, which show. is so sad, sad because I realize the type of people that's going to come is just coming for stuff, not really exactly. for the knowledge. Exactly. And those people don't even become who they need to become. become. Yeah. They just want to get. And that was my thing with credit. I started to feel like, man, I'm getting people access to this money, but they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And I used to tell my clients. I don't have re return clients, mm -hmm. so I'm going to teach you what you need to do to mm -hmm. get your credit together, but you need to take this money and invest it, yeah. not, you know, go buy a car, go mm -hmm. buy, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but my my um, my first mentor was a Jewish man, mm -hmm. and he had holes in his shoes and holes in his mm -hmm. jeans. I really think that it's our community yes. because, and this is another thing, too. Um, you know, I still have my great-grandfather, who's 98, Um you know, he was a wealthy man. He was a race car driver. Mm -hmm. And I look at the fact that as black people, we've only had 100 years of ownership mm -hmm. of our bodies, yeah. of property. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so to be in our community where we feel like we have to show when we really know our history, we mm -hmm. know where we all came from. Yeah. So why is it that we have to go buy the new Range Rover for you to believe mm -hmm. that I know what I'm yeah. talking about, even though I understand it, but most communities are not measuring themselves by material things. Mm -hmm. They're literally like, okay, Dana does credit. Okay, Anissa does this. Okay, go to Dana first and then go, because they realize if I support Dana, I'm supporting her family. Yeah. If I support Anissa, but everyone's getting some form of yeah. value. But yeah, we wasn't taught that. No. Like, you know, it's the... Slave mentality, man. Right, you don't want somebody having more than you, and we we associate wealth, like I said, with things. Mm -hmm. And you know, just the other week, I was back in New York in the projects where yeah, I grew yeah. up at, and you know, just looking at you know my my friends I grew mm -hmm. up with, everybody having all this designer stuff. I'm like, this is crazy, mm -hmm. and rats is outside. Mm -hmm. You know, but I was that person too, living in the projects with a mink coat on. Kima's you know? <laughs> right. So I was, I was that yeah. person too. Yeah. You know, when now I don't care that much about yeah. you know clothes you like and nice stuff. So yeah, I like yeah. nice things. I like a nice pocketbook. Yes. You know, nice pair of shoes. She just got you know? stuff in Paris, y'all. She went so shopping like in Paris. Stuff. But on the day to day, I'm fine with a pair of spandex yes. or Walmart mm -hmm. or navy, a t-shirt. I'm fine. Yeah. You know, with that stuff. So I learned only because I also changed my environment. Right. Mm -hmm. So I left from out of the projects, mm -hmm. right, moved yeah. to Atlanta, and bought a house, yeah. right, and just start seeing life different, yeah. you know. And I won't really say it's too much about the people I hung around. I just wanted more, yeah. right? And I knew to get more, some things I had to cut back. Yeah. And some of those things cutting back was doing all that spending. Like I said, yeah. living ghetto fabulous, yeah. right? Just, you know, spending a bunch of money on stuff that I didn't need um, and really start focusing on... What do I want for my kids? Mm -hmm. What do I want to leave behind for my kids? Yes. Right? So um, that was my main focus to stop splurging. Mm -hmm. Right? But when I went back to the projects, I saw that they didn't care about, you know, building wealth. They didn't yeah. care about, you know, buying houses mm -hmm. or having passive income. They was just concerned with going to work yeah. and retiring for 30 years and hoping to have a pension. And keyword, hope to have a pension and social security, you yeah. know? So, you know, and I understand that you can't force your belief on someone else no. because it's draining, mm -hmm. right? So 
I even had a friend. I asked her to make me some pig feet when I was up there, mm-hmm. and she had a, a good city job. She started yeah. working six months ago, whatever. Mm-hmm. She said, "Okay, let me go upstairs and get my food stamp card." I was like, "How are you still getting food, food stamps?" You were, she was like, "Girl, I ain't working a whole bunch of hours so, so that I can keep, keep it. it." And I was like, "The mindset," but I didn't yes. have the energy to even. I didn't even. It. I didn't even. And I didn't have the energy to explain that. And yes. Also, like you said, I do taxes and. I had one of my ex-co-workers come to get his taxes done this year, and he had just retired, and automatically he had $300,000 in his retirement. Mm -hmm. We call it thrift savings. Mm -hmm. They taxed him $100,000 right away. After I did his taxes, right, he had owed another hundred between state and federal. So I didn't want to tell him, so I was like, are you sitting down? I was about to call his name. Can't call yeah. his name. I said, are you sitting down? He said, yes. So when I told him, he was like, oh, I'm fine. I've ever just paid him their money. So now he had $300,000 saved out of his pension. He only actually got 100000 His comment was, long as I'm able to get a haircut, a haircut once a month and go to Cracker Barrel three times, I'm happy. After working a job for 35 years, and they just again, yeah. I didn't have the energy. Because yeah. he was like, I see what you're doing on credit, but I'm debt-free. I said, okay, that's good. Debt-free is still that's, zero. You know, because you got to use the debt to create cash yes. flow. So that's the missing part yes. that we wasn't taught. Yeah, we're not taught that. And mm-hmm. I talk about that in the book where we have to go from being a consumer mm-hmm. to an investor. And that's what I think that you have probably always had. You just didn't know. know it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw something and you like, how can I flip this? How mm-hmm. can I make more mm-hmm. of this? Even with you giving more of your time yeah. to the post office, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I, while I'm here, let me sell this. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I think people frown upon that because um, when we're around people that are just doing enough, they say that. Oh, that's doing too much. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's so true because even <laughs> when I worked at the post office and I had a tax business, my husband sell cars, so we have a dealership. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm investing in real estate. I wouldn't tell anyone. You can't. Because I was ashamed of being successful. You can't. This, yeah. Like people just don't understand, oh, you're doing too much. Why you just can't be happy with this good government job? And that same good government job, when I got hurt on it, didn't pay me for five months. So you had to figure it out. So, uh, yeah. And good thing I had already, you know, kind of figured it out prior to, right? And I always, you know, tell people you need to be prepared for the unexpected because you never know what might happen. And one source of income is definitely too close to none. Let me tell you, right now in L.A., they have um, nurses are striking, the actors are striking. And I was driving up. So there's a um, hotel that's right next to my um, office. And I was driving up with my kids and all the hotel employees are striking. So I asked my kids, I said, what do you guys think about that? Because it was like, pay us more. It said Mm. like a two-bedroom in L.A. is $3,500, and they're only paying us $18 an hour, something like that, right? And I had my daughters read the sign. I said, what do you guys, before I told them, I said, what do you guys think about that? They said, why are they asking them for more money? Just go make more money. Yes. (laughs) Like the same people that will say they're comfortable will pick it, strike for an extra dollar at mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that the solution is not you making more money. It's leveraging what you have yeah, right yes. now. Yeah. 
for the stuff that wasn't taught. You know, you think about it. It was always taught, go to school, go to college, get a good job, and that's it. Nobody ever taught about starting their businesses, right? And then when you saw people own businesses or stores, mm-hmm. that was the only businesses we really saw. Right. It wasn't, nobody looked like us. Right. That's so we true. didn't think that it was possible because yeah. it wasn't taught, right? And then you might find one person in the community to make it out, right? And it might be because you're thinking they went to college and mm-hmm. made it out, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, think about it, like me and Yandy Smith come from the same, mm-hmm. you know, projects. Mm-hmm. And she went to college to become yeah. successful. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to college to yeah. become successful. So you can make it out, you know, without going to college, yeah. right? But it still comes with education. Yes. Right? So you still have to find some type of education. Exposure. Mm-hmm. Right. To, you know, to be successful. Yeah. You know, so many times we, we blame our lack of being success on what we don't have. And, you know, I'm proof like high school dropout, you know, some words I can't pronounce and I'm fine with it, (laughs) you know, but I know how to count some money. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But it's like, we always look at what we don't have. Yes. Instead of trying to work with what we have. And I think a lot of us don't believe on, don't believe enough in Mm -hmm. ourselves. You know, and I just think about, you know, like just growing up being a teenage mom yeah. and um, my kid's father was on drugs. We yeah. lived in the same projects and I got arrested, right? And how people talked about me. Yeah. So that was my driving force. Like, I'm going to show them. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and even like a couple of weeks ago when I was back in New York mm-hmm. at our project family union mm-hmm. and people grew up with, you know, came yeah. and looked down at me. and said, oh, Dana, I'm so proud of you, this, that, and the other. And I was like, oh, yeah. I hold grudges a little bit. I know you uh, do. Yeah. <laughs> Then he'd be like, thank I'm you. I'm like, yeah, mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and stuff. But, you know, not to flaunt in nobody's face, yeah. but it's just that how people really thought I was going to grow up to be nothing. Yes. Because, you know, I got left back in the yeah. third grade, dropped but out. They in, thought. Like, yeah, they thought, you know what I'm saying? But God had different plans, exactly. I always say. Exactly. You know, and never look down on someone because yeah. you never you know. Never and know. that was my drive, mm-hmm. you know. I wanted more for my children. Yes. I wanted more, you know, for myself. Yes. The one thing that you said that I think we breeze by, but I think everyone that is successful says, and we say it in all different ways, but you said believe. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about believe, and I talk about it in the book, but believe is something that you have to consistently do. You can't stop. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways that I explain believing is you basically have to, it's a personal commitment to surrender to a new thought. Mm -hmm. It's like, so your mind says, you're, you're not going to be successful, but your belief is I'm going to be. So you have to you have to commit to not taking on this thought mm-hmm. and commit to the thought that I'm going to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's a surrendering to a new thought. Mm-hmm. You can't think that you're not successful and you're going to be successful and be successful. Yeah. It's have... like it takes you back and forth. And yeah. like the scripture says, a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Mm-hmm. And the one of the, the biggest things or the biggest ways to be successful is like creating a strong foundation, no matter what anybody says. Yes. Like just continually building, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's that you said it, it's like you had to believe. Yeah. You had to throw away the thought of I was a single mom. I, you know, I was a dropout. All Mm -hmm. of that had to go to the trash and you had to go, no, I'm going to commit Mm -hmm. to success. And And how bad, and how bad do you really want it? How bad? You know, because people say that they want it, but you Mm. have, you have to really want it um, really bad because when things not going right, 
you have to still be like, you know what? I know this got to work by any yes. means necessary. Yes. Like, and you know, and I think that's the attitude I have with everything by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. I have to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no going back. Yeah. Right. Is is no going back to the post office. Is no going back getting a job. Mm-hmm. It's like this have to work. What do I need to do to make sure this works? What do you think gets in the way of people um, committing to change? Um, sometimes they surround them, right? Because sometimes they will have somebody around them telling them that it's not going to work, Yeah. Um, that this is not for them. You don't have that, what it takes. And sometimes people get tired mm-hmm. and people's not willing to sacrifice because you have to sacrifice something to get to the next level, mm-hmm. whether it's television, yes. sleep, yes. hanging out, um, budgeting, yeah, you know, um, so you have to cut back, and a lot of times people don't want to cut back. Just think about when you died in, yeah. you don't. I love oh, sweets, wow. it's so hard, you know what I'm saying? So it's definitely to cut <laughs> yes. back, sometimes it's hard, yeah. so you have to really make the sacrifice, yeah. I just want to sidebar this. I think in our culture, we don't promote sacrificing. Right. We think sacrificing is like, you know, mom got to work hard and she put food on the table. But I look at the fact that blacks, we celebrate, we have a holiday every month out of the year, <laughs> right? But we celebrate every single thing. We don't even sacrifice mm-hmm. holidays. There's been right. times where I was like, there is no Christmas. And not because I don't have money. I'm taking that money and I'm putting it somewhere else. Like we make our children believe that they're, we have to celebrate Christmas. I'm going to work these extra hours. Like, but we don't do that for their future. future. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, even, let me get back on Atlanta. I love Atlanta, by the way. <laughs> it's just, it's a culture shock sometimes. But, like, no, not Atlanta. It was Houston. I was in Houston. I'm like, how do we have day parties? Mm-hmm. Oh. How do we have day parties? And, and women talking about, oh, this is where you find a black man. I don't want a black man partying in the middle of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. What kind of man are you getting mm-hmm. that is going to be partying in the middle of the day? Yeah, That's not cool. Like yeah. we haven't, we've only had a hundred years of ownership. Mm-hmm. We have so much catching up. We don't even have time to be like, oh, let's this, let's party. Let Now, yes, have fun. There's time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. But I feel like our culture doesn't take getting ahead serious enough. Mm-hmm. And we think that working hard means giving up our time mm-hmm. to somebody else. You know, so people mm-hmm. are like, well, I did my eight hours and that's it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you don't have to do that. Yeah. And you don't really have to be an entrepreneur. To, you can literally, like you were doing, you were working in the- and you started to, in 2008, I know Dana, all her story. Right. <laughs> 2008, you bought your, your house in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 2006. 2006. And rented it mm-hmm. out for 13 years, right? Mm-hmm. So you were getting mm-hmm. passive income, income. Mm-hmm. while you were working at the post office. Yeah. So you don't have to embrace this whole entrepreneur let me start mm-hmm. at the bottom start by leveraging your paper get pretty right. on paper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but start yeah. by leveraging your your paperwork your w-2s your actual work history mm-hmm. right yeah yeah and you know like i would say 70 percent of black people have bad credit oh and it's, it's probably more than, more than that i'd say you know <laughs> just being that 70 percent because it's stuff that we wasn't taught yeah. and you know, we we think credit is for just to buy a car in the house. So if you don't plan on buying a car in the house, you don't need credit, right? But you need, people don't understand just how expensive having bad credit is because mm-hmm. if you decide to get that car, interest rate is high. Even if you get an apartment, it determines where you live at yes. and now you have to put a deposit down mm-hmm. on utilities. It's more on um, 
life insurance, health insurance, like yes. just everything. Yes. Right. And, you know, I always think about the time when my mom passed mm -hmm. in 2012 and I was making $300,000 a year between my tax business, yeah. real estate and the post office and had good credit. Credit cards was maxed out. Right. My mom passed. I'm in Georgia and Atlanta. She's in New York. I didn't even have enough money to get to New York. After I cried, I'm like, how am I getting to New York? Yeah. But thank God my husband sold a vehicle that day. Okay. So we used that money to get my family mm -hmm. to New York. When I came back, I said, you know what, Dana? This have to stop. Yeah. Come up with a plan, pay down these credit cards in mm -hmm. two years and get debt free. And I have never been in debt again since then. Well, so, good debt. Yeah, good, debt. yeah, yes, yeah. Now I have structured debt, but yes. I don't even call it debt yes. because I'm using debt to create cash flow. Yes. But so, we need to educate people about structured debt. Yes. We don't talk about mm -hmm. what that is. Dana taught me that. Right. <laughs> but, you know, going from consumer debt to structured debt, mm -hmm. and I mean, it can go as far into like, um, I'll, I'll just say this, our our community, we just, we just got a lot to learn, but I hear a lot of people like, oh, this person, they live in an apartment and they not. But I have clients. I have a Jewish client mm -hmm. right now that has an apartment in Beverly Hills. He mm -hmm. lives in Beverly Hills, but he rents an apartment. Mm -hmm. But he owns all the commercial real estate mm -hmm. in Mid Wilshire. But that's, you know what, but that's fine. But listen, yeah. he has an apartment in yeah, Beverly Hills. Hills. So he's still, his insurance is probably cheap. He probably lives in a, you know, place where the kids can go to public school. Well, so... Our community, even buying a primary mm -hmm. home, sometimes is not it's, the move. No, it's, I would say, you know, coming from the projects yes. and moving to Georgia, of course we wanted this house, this five-bedroom house. And when I came down, it was just myself and myself, my husband, and my son. Yeah. Why we need a five-bedroom house? Even though the girls moved down yeah. after a while, but they grown up, moved yeah. out. But you don't realize when you have this big house, property taxes is more. Yes. You can't, all of us, three of us is in one room. We got to cool <laughs> off the whole house. The cable bill... Cable bill is more, everything is yes. more to warm the yes. house. So really having a, a big house yes. is really a liability, not really an asset. Yes. And, you know, once Trump changed the tax laws, you don't even write it off on your taxes, yes. the interest and stuff. You know, if you, you know, depending on your income, yeah. that's a whole other yeah. story. Right. Right. But it's not really a big um, um, asset. But we pushing but, that. But we, now, yeah. So wait a minute. So I say that to yeah. say that. I, you know, once I got in the house, it's a little overrated. So yes. now I really want an apartment with a nice balcony and a doorman and a rooftop pool. So, <laughs> I'm, so I'm fine with renting, right? But I have so many assets exactly. that's going to pay for that, exactly. right? But that's the, the mindset, right? Yes. So our community will quick to say, oh, they live in an apartment. They don't even own a house, but they have a business, Right. So but it's 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 OK. It is. And it's, I think okay. we just need to we really need to. And I talk about this um, in regard like we talk about planning and preparing everyone's lifestyle. Everybody's life is completely mm -hmm. different. Right. And so you have to plan out the life for your for how it works mm -hmm. for you. Like mm -hmm. you have just one one kid in the house. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. that life has changed from you having, you know, two daughters and, mm -hmm. a, you know, so. Planning out your life of how it works for you mm -hmm. is the way, is the start to building wealth. Mm -hmm. But I think that because we're so behind our definition, how we look at it and how we think it should look, it automatically puts unnecessary pressure on people mm -hmm. when all you have to do is sit down and create a strategy and a plan for your life, Correct. for yourself. Yeah. 
you know, like there's no reason for a single woman to have a big old mm -hmm. mansion. Yeah. You know, and like, man. Yeah. I had to, you know, just the other day I had talked to one of the mentees and she was saying that she felt funny buying, actually two of them, they feel funny buying prop, investment property. They live in an apartment and they single. I said, why? I said, why would you go get a big house? Unless that's yeah. something you just desire. That's, you never had you it want. and right. it's on your bucket right. list where I want to buy a house. I said, but if not, I said, don't worry about what people yeah. think. I said, because the same person is judging you, you'd be surprised it's not even on the same level as you. I said, so we definitely have to stop worrying about what people what think. What people think, yes. And I think that that's, that's, those are the steps that we need to take in building wealth is becoming secure in who you are, knowing who you are, mm -hmm. right? knowing where you came from and where you're trying to go and creating a plan that works for yeah. you, mm -hmm. not what everybody else is doing. You know, everybody's doing Airbnb, everybody's doing it. That may not be what works for you. Correct. You know, um, we didn't get to any other questions. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do we have? Nothing? No, you so you still have 11 minutes. So okay. I just want to make sure that you touch on, <laughs> you did just do it. This is how we do. This is what we do on the phone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, is, it is really good. So I want you to keep, I didn't want to jump in because y'all was flowing, mm -hmm. but you just brought back around the plan and the yes. repair. So that's yeah. good. One of, I think it's the last question. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to make sure you get to that one. Yeah, about the bank. About, about the reserves, but then also maybe asking, like, what are some of the ways that you continue to plan and prepare? So well, okay, yeah. So we'll talk about... Um, Yes. So I want to talk about, um, cause Dana and I are right now both putting our kids together to get their credit together. <laughs> so we can talk about that. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Because planning for your kids. Mm -hmm. you know, women are going to be watching this. Yes. So what are some of the things? Yeah. I love how you mentioned the Christmas. Like what are some of the things we're doing to prepare for yeah. the future? And not yes. just like yeah. for December 25th. Right. Okay. Um, so you got about Two questions. Okay. And then Can I do three questions? <laughs> okay. Three questions and then your wrap up summarizing um, some of the things to plan and prepare. So you talked about utilizing retirement, having passive income, even if yeah. you're working on the job. So just recapping some of those things. Okay. Um, so the the question that, because I talk about the art of refinement and one of the, the parts of art of refinement is doing everything with excellence. So how do you believe you command excellence in your space? Um... So taking action, honestly, right? So I would say taking action is how you get to the point of excellence, mm -hmm. right? And really writing oh. and writing stuff down, right? <laughs> yes. Since I was little, mm -hmm. right? I always wrote stuff down. Yes. So I always write stuff down, what I need to do, mm -hmm. what bills need to be paid, what plans, you mm -hmm. know, I have, yes. you know, so what's my three months plan, what my six month plan, what my two year plan, right? Yeah. So really I'm working towards my two year plan mm -hmm. now because I'm on the downhill to retirement. Yes. Right. So really just really just planning and sticking yes. to it. Yes. Right. Because you can write something down, but are you gonna execute? Yes. Right. So it's important to execute on yes. the information. Yes. I love that. And Dana says it all the time on the calls. I need y'all to take action, right? <laughs> um, so by putting your children in position, do you see it as being profitable? And, you know, one of our, our um, I call him a virtual mentor, but beyond, he always says that um, having kids in your business is like a cheat code, mm -hmm. right? Do you believe that? I know you believe it, yeah. but... So I believe it because um, 
definitely because no one's going to care for you like your children. Yes. So I true. know that my children have my best yes, interest because yes. my best interests benefit them yes, also. Yes. Right? So I think it's really beneficial. And as a mother, we want the best for our kids. Yes. We want our kids to have more than we had growing mm -hmm. up. Right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, my son, 19 years old, and... You know, I knew he wasn't going to college, mm -hmm. right? And honestly, Which is okay. Yes, I had to call him a favor to get him yeah. out of high school. Yeah. He was failing. <laughs> and the, the principal was my neighbor best friend. Yeah. So I was like, he should give me Monique's number. Right. So I said, look, Monique. Yeah. I said, AJ got these 30s and the teacher's not yeah. helping. You know, this was mm -hmm. during the pandemic and the mm -hmm. kids was home and stuff. So she was like, okay, what's his teacher's name or whatever? Yeah. She was like, each one will call you. I had each to do one, the same thing. Yeah, each one gave him a, a, um, a report to do. He did it and he yeah. passed. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I wasn't worried about him going to college yeah. because I knew I had businesses for him. Mm -hmm. Right. So mm -hmm. even while he was in school. All right. Let's learn how to do these taxes. Yes. We did a rehab. So he was the project manager mm -hmm. manager. So now we're getting into develop development. Yes. So he's going to be on that because I can see him as a billionaire. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he's 19 yes. and he's going to have all the skills, yes. you know, credit. Mm -hmm. you know, money and the knowledge. Yes. Right? So so um, kids are profitable. So kids kids is definitely profitable. And, and I had called Dana, it was probably like six months ago. So mm -hmm. we've been, my, my son is 18, so mm -hmm. we I'm on following the same path. Like every month, my son and I are on the calls mm -hmm. talking about credit, mm -hmm. what's going on with it. We just applied for this one. This is mm -hmm. the next plan, and I'm always calling Dana. Like, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> But I, I do see kids as a cheat code because whatever we didn't we weren't able to get at their age, we can pass it down to them to, early and yes. it just becomes who they are. And yes. I also feel like as I'm preparing my son, I'm already leading away from my grandchildren. Correct. Yeah. I'm already preparing yeah. children I haven't met yet. Like yeah. because my son is going to know what it is to be financially free. Yeah. And I had told him this the other day. I flew up to Seattle mm -hmm. and I told him, I said, you can decide now that you will never be a broke adult. Yes. And I said, that is, that's the goal. Yeah. The goal is for you to never have to struggle as an adult. Mm -hmm. We have that struggle yeah. because we didn't have the knowledge. And you know the key word? Decide. Decide. Everything is a decision. Yes. Everything is a decision. Yes. And, you know, and I really believe that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm successful mm -hmm. is because, you know, when I was 18 years old, I made a decision. Yes. That I would never experience being that broke, only having enough money for one box mm -hmm. of Pampers. So everything starts with a decision. Yes. You know, you can decide when you get off of work, if you work in a job, if you're going to sit on the couch because you're mm -hmm. tired, or you're going to make a decision to educate yourself. Exactly. Right? So everything starts with a decision, if we believe it or not, if we, you know, are successful or not. It's a decision that yes. we made somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. Either I'm going to be successful or I'm just going to be okay with my current situation. And right now, you have everything accessible to you to find mm -hmm. out what success yeah. is. It's yeah. not even like it's hidden anymore. Yeah. And you know, and I always say, everybody's level of success is different. It's different. Because, yes. like, I don't desire to be a billionaire. I remember I was talking to this lady one time. We was in Dubai, mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't desire that. Yes. Now, I desire that for my children. Yes. I yes. said, but I don't desire that for myself. Mm -hmm. I said, because I'm a little older. So I think about what makes me comfortable, yes. right? So if I have $30,000 coming in a month, I can live my best life. Right. I can travel wherever I want to yes. every month. I can live my best life. Yes. You know, so there's some people where if you make $10,000 a month, 
right? Mm-hmm. You can still live your best life. Mm-hmm. And $10,000 a month is only $120,000 a right, year. Right. So you don't have to be a millionaire to live yes. your best life. So everybody level is different. It, is different. Yeah, it is. It is. It's so true. But imagine that we have 18-year-olds that are doing $10,000. Yes. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, what is there? How many levels are they going to reach? Yeah. That's why I said, like, it's easy for our children to become billionaires with all the information. As long as they make the decision, if that's what they want. Right? Because that's what I want for AJ. He might not want that. Uh, AJ? Yeah. We not playing with you. Yeah, <laughs> he might not want that, but yeah. you know he 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 have the opportunity. Yeah, right. So he can never say, "Well, I wasn't equipped." Yeah, with the information to make this happen. Right. And the same, you know, for my girls and my grandson. Yeah. So they can say <clears throat> that they are equipped. And you know, honestly, for anyone in two thousand twenty three living with bad credit. And don't know how to make money is shame. It's 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 a it's a choice a choice of decision and shame yeah. on them yeah. because you know we don't have to live with bad credit because no. having good credit being pretty on paper right open up so many doors yes. for you you know man yes. or woman yes. you know what I'm saying being pretty on paper it opened up so many yes. doors you know and a lot of times we want you know, a million dollars in funding. But really, if you get $20,000, that will make your life. You get $5,000. It probably can change your life. You can buy Dana's mentorship. (laughs) Show you how to get. (laughs) You know, so we got to, you know, we got to take a step back, right? See what really, what is it that we want to do? Yes. Right? And what's the plan we're going to put in place to make it happen? the plan. And believe it or not, it's possible. Yes. So for people... So for people who are not sure how they can start planning, I think that's a good place to ask them okay. some suggestions. Um, what is something you think? Uh, what kind of reserves or bank do you think a person should have for their future? Okay. So say it again. I'm sorry. So and <laughs> for the people, about the importance of yeah. planning for somebody who doesn't know where to start, what are some ways? Okay. Okay. So for the people that have no idea like how to plan or where to start, where do you think is the first place to get started? So first think about what is it that you want to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, does it require money, mm-hmm. right? Do you have any money? Mm-hmm. Look at your credit. Where's your credit? Because, mm-hmm. you know, to be honest, it's hard to save money, right? But if you fix your credit, you can get access to money, right? So decide exactly, you know, what is, you know, how's your credit, if you need to fix that and start working on that. Yeah. So I always tell people to start with their credit. Yeah. Because even if you have cash, you're going to run you're out of money. Run out. Unless you got a money treat, you're going to run out of money. There's no mm-hmm. if and buts about it. But when mm-hmm. you have good credit, you would never run out of money. Yes. Especially when you know how to do it. Yes. Okay. Pretty on paper segment. Beauty tip. Okay. And you have zero questions. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's the boss of it. So for the pretty on so, paper segment. So for the pretty on do I say that for the pretty on paper segment? Did you what did you do yesterday? Um I just said that um so for every woman, you know, I wanna know what their beauty but I can say that. Okay. Okay. And then from here on out we'll do, do it like that. Okay. Yeah. So for the pretty on paper segment, I ask every guest, uh, all the pretty ladies, mm-hmm. what is one of their beauty tips? Like, what is that one thing that you, like, consistently do that helps you look beautiful, whether it's natural or not? What are the, What is one of your beauty tips? Eight hours of sleep a night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's eight, good. eight hours of sleep yes. a night and going to get a massage every week. Because you have to relax. You have to relax. Okay. And you need you need your rest, yes. right, so that you be able to function at full capacity. Why your skin so tight, though? What you right. Gonna... right. <laughs> What you feeling in your skin? But I said black don't cry, It don't. It don't. 
Oh, it does. So, and it's a surprise. I use nothing. Actually, last month I had my first facial ever, ever. Really? And I said I would never go back again. Your skin looks good. Yeah, though. but just, you know, water. And I try not to stress. Yeah. I think a lot of times stress would do so. I try not to stress because yeah. certain things we can't change. Yeah. It is what it is. What yeah. I'm going to do about it. Yeah. You know, come up with a plan. Yeah. Right? What you going to do about what yeah. just happened yeah. and, and move forward. Yeah. So no stress, no stress, and a no massage. Yes, no stress, <laughs> rest, and a massage. So I really enjoyed this conversation. Let everybody know where they can find you. On Instagram, I am Dana Christian. On Facebook, just Dana Christian. So the principle that we covered today was plan and prepare. Um, and one of the ways to plan and prepare, um, as Dana was speaking about, is writing it down and executing. Do not despise humble beginnings. Humble beginnings are perfectly fine, especially when you know where you're going. So planning out your future, planning a future that is specifically for you, not what someone else is doing, not how they're doing it, but really focusing on the life that you want and focusing on where you are and how you can leverage what you have right now. It's a uh, niece of the shade. They was dotting by my calling, now they peeping away.